This episode is about relationships and how they serve to show us more loving in ourselves and to bring us back to love, as well as four ways that we can get stuck in grieving, loss, or ending relationships, especially those that are intimate relationships. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast, a show about remembering and embodying your true nature, inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candace Wu, and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. These episodes on the Embody Podcast are made possible because people like you that are listening are contributing by just even giving a dollar a month or more to the podcast so that the production and the time and the labor of love that goes on behind the scenes can happen. So if you feel inspired by this podcast, if you have felt touched or enjoyed in some way, I'd really encourage you to support and give back by contributing on Patreon and uh, just show your love that way. I really appreciate it. It helps a great deal, even a dollar a month. Uh, and you can stop at any time. And there are some great um, things you can tap into there if you're interested in having a personalized healing meditation every quarter or if you're interested in joining the embodied group call that happens monthly or the Q&A sessions that go on there. You can contribute at any level. It's at candacewu.com slash Patreon. Thanks so much for considering it, and I appreciate all of you out there. No matter what you are contributing or not, I uh, just feel grateful that you're out there listening and receiving what I'm sharing. It's really a joy to be here. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Embody Podcast. It's wonderful to have you here. I uh, always look forward to sitting down and connecting with what's alive in me and living here and what's also coming in my direction. And it's been so interesting this last couple of weeks, and mainly this last week, because the energy of ending relationships close relationships, deep relationships, ending relationships has been present all around me. It's like four days ago, at least four or five people told me that they were ending a relationship or their good friend was ending a relationship and it was challenging. So of course I felt really called to talk about relationships and how they serve to show us more loving. And also honoring relationships ending. How do you grieve? Everyone has their own process, but what can support you? And how can we set ourselves up to feel even more empowerment and loving through a relationship ending? People always say that grief takes its own process and that it never ends. I don't know if it never ends. There have been situations that I've grieved and they're, they've ended and they're done. But I've certainly had moments where I thought something was done and more came up. 
And if I'm really attached to the idea that this is done and it should have been done already, then I can add another layer of suffering and stress. So I guess it's safer to say the process is never done. (laughs) But I also don't love that because I have found those places, as I said, where the grieving has been complete. And there's a different place of relating to the person or that situation that I was grieving for some time and even found more grief later. Or there are just pieces that just come up later, but that piece can be completed. You may have a different experience, and I welcome you to share that and also own your own experience and trust that. But this is just my experience. So in this podcast, I want to talk about some relationships that I've been in and one that more recently ended, as well as some ways that I use some tools and uh, frameworks that support me in the process of grieving and ending and completing the energy and the dynamic with someone that gives me more for myself and more also in my view of others that releases me from the dance of what was meant to be learned in a relationship. One of my healers, Charmaine Kilcup, says that where there isn't loving, there's something else to learn. And that is what I experience. If the walking away from a relationship isn't completely out of respect and love and honoring, then there's some peace for me to learn in myself and some more loving to be had. So I believe that we have a soul and our soul is on this journey to love and to be loved and to be fully expressed within and outside of us to love ourselves, the deepest part of who we are, the self that is the self of all, the self that is the love, the divine, the energy, the oneness in us, the wholeness in us that is all consciousness, but expresses itself through this individual being. And in this individual being, in this individual soul, we come with many belief sets, ideas, and distortions, and meanings that are not true. True to the self with a big S. True to the you with a big Y in front of the you. And our relationships serve as a reflection of these parts of ourselves that truly want to be seen and truly want to be known in our fullest that bring us towards our expansion. So relationships, whether they feel supportive and loving or painful and hurtful, these all serve to show us our inner dynamic of how we treat ourselves and what we believe about ourselves that causes us to treat ourselves this way and also treat others in whatever way that shakes out to be from that way of being, from that state of being. So our relationships serve as this reminder of where the dark spots in us are of pain, untruth, or where we haven't loved ourselves, not to show us our deficits, but to show us the pathway that if we walk through, there will be more loving 
and we will arrive back at our true self with the big S. We'll arrive back to our wholeness. We'll arrive back to expansive loving. And our soul wants us to recover and repair all these parts of us. Spirit through us wants us to become one with the wholeness. That is yoga union, becoming one to yoke. And that is connected with this, this coming back to self that is the whole, that is the expansiveness. But we get to experience it through this body. So while I think about relationships ending, especially intimate relationships, and the pain of those, the disconnection that's needed, the healing that might be needed, or the feeling of, thank goodness this is over, I'm out of here, you know, I'm running as fast as I can, there's still an integration that needs to happen. There's still an ending and a need for us to digest to some degree at some point what what this was for us. And if we take up that experience, that digestion and metabolism, then we can truly see ourselves using every opportunity of relating to serve a greater love and to serve the greater loving in us and to feel more self-loving. So many of you have heard me talk about my partner, my previous partner now at this point, Christoph. And Christoph was also at the Soul Body Women's Retreat, supporting the structure of the retreat and taking some photography. And he also does the editing for this podcast and uh, some other work behind the scenes for Embody Your Nature, which is my practice, my business. And for those of you that are not connected with my Facebook page, Candice Wu, Self-Love and Healing, or my personal page, or Instagram, then you may not know this entire story, which I recently shared. And I haven't been sharing much because overall in this last year and a half, because I wanted to respect our privacy and to allow for things that were unfolding to to just be and to live them without telling everyone about them. But now I want to share with you all this relationship ending, just as we're talking about relationships ending. A lot of times when people end a relationship, they burn the pictures that they had shared together and created together or don't know what to do with them. And they often don't show them in public. Um, I've definitely done that before. And sometimes it's very healing. But in this case of a very unique relationship, one that I'd like to honor in a different way, I shared several pictures on social media of our relationship because this relationship was one of a very great loving. So I want to share with you what I posted on social media. If you've already heard this, feel free to skip to the next segment of the podcast, but uh, it might be interesting to hear it through spoken word. So I start off by sharing that when people have ended a relationship, they sometimes burn the pictures or don't know what to do with them and much less ever show them again in public. And I've definitely done that before and it was incredibly healing but this was a very unique relationship that I uh, wanted to honor in a different way. It's interesting how we don't necessarily discard pictures of people who have died, but if we've ended a relationship, we treat it that way that we don't even take the pictures out again for fear maybe that it hurts someone in our present life 
or that it shows that we're not over them or or maybe there are feelings of pain that come with it. So I do want to offer to trust that if that's you, if that's where you're at. But in this case for me, it was is not like that. This is a relationship of a lot of love and ending with love. So in honor of my relationship with Christophe, I want to share that we created a powerful, loving communication, growth, transformation, inspiration, and dreams together. We supported each other in our spiritual, professional, familial, and relational lives. And in a lot of times, we were kind to each other when we individually were mean to ourselves. The honesty in our relationship was astounding to me, and it brought me to an even more vulnerable level of myself and catalyzed more self-love and ability to love another. And it's also that honesty that brought me more inspiration to talk about myself on the podcast and to put my voice out there. Christoph and I created the space for the deepest commitment to loving that we ever experienced up until this moment, until that moment. And that meant loving ourselves and fully expressing ourselves and each other to the point that if it was better to leave each other to support this than we would. And that's eventually what happened, a great test to our, our loving. And I thank him for how thoughtful and attentive he has always been to me through this commitment. So on one level, this relationship expressed itself as an open and polyamorous relationship for most of the time that we were, we were together. Sometimes we were apart in different parts of the world, and most of the time we were traveling together. But it meant that we were supportive and open with each other about dating other people and having relationships with other people. And we saw this as a very deep way to know ourselves, all the parts of ourselves, and each other. So we loved the way we could learn about the other person, their desires, fantasies, and parts of themselves that they were growing into through who they were attracted to or who they desired to connect with. And while we didn't always act on those desires, we shared them as a way to connect deeper with ourselves and each other and embrace those very natural human desires. Sometimes this was really challenging. It meant that we might be triggered by our own fears or insecurities or jealousies, and all of those feelings fueled our own self-growth and exploration of our own belief sets and wounds. And what I found was so beautiful is that we always trusted each other. We created that trust and supported each other in healing what came up, and that meant growing together even more. So while we were in Perth, Australia, we discovered that we both wanted a lifestyle of living in a couple of different places around the world, and he wanted to stay in Marbella, Spain, and I was pretty certain that I didn't want to energetically. It just felt not right for me, and this at the time created a wound and led to uh, some natural places where we both wanted to know ourselves better and we needed to choose ourselves. So at that time, we decided we would continue our travels together through going to the women's retreat, through going to Spain and Germany in 2018 around Christmas and New Year's, and, and then into January 2019, and we would see what would happen at that point. But as time got closer to that, we didn't have any more plans to travel together. We ended up 
savoring each moment, but it became clear that we wanted to have our own time and grow in specific ways. So he wanting more space than I did at the time, I grieved really hard. It was so painful for me. I just wanted closeness with him. I didn't really want to end things on one level. But on another level, I really knew deeper that this was important and this had to happen. And there were other deeper reasons for myself that I needed the space as well to grow. And I was grateful to him that he was stronger for both of us at the time to ask for more space and to be strong about that. So at this point, there's a lot of love between us. There's still some shifting happening on both of our ends to continue a professional relationship and a friendship and moving into a different space of loving. And if you've been following the podcast, you also know that I stepped into a really powerful, loving relationship just recently that I want to honor my relationship with Christoph to support me in being who I am today, that the this new relationship has opened up. I also want to thank Christoph because it is due to him and him pushing me and challenging me that the podcast is on its, I don't know, 68th or 69th episode as of now. And um, he's an incredibly dedicated business and practice manager, consultant, podcast video and photo editor and web designer. And he's invested in this podcast so much. So we all have him to thank for, for those initial days of birthing this podcast, as well as the continuation of it. So I'm incredibly grateful to him for that. And so I shared a couple of photos of our time traveling in all these different places as a way to honor the loving in our relationship and how we chose to end it. And as I share all this now, I'm reflecting on the experience of grieving. And luckily, I was able to do a great portion of my grieving while we were together in Germany because we knew that we were closing our relationship in a certain way. We didn't know how it would end up later, but we were certain at the time that some things in our relationship were ending. And because we had a polyamorous relationship, we thought maybe that this relationship would continue in another way. And at this point, it isn't because I've chosen to have a monogamous relationship now with my new partner. But that grieving that was happening at the time was really powerful because I was able to do it with him. We were able to share some of the good moments together and some of the painful ones and honor the things that were beautiful about our relationship. Even though I did so much grieving with him, there was a lot of grieving that had to happen on my own. And sometimes that came up in unexpected moments and sometimes it was more consciously that I chose to go back through, comb through the relationship and feel into what was there to let anything else integrate. And what I mean is to let my body and my heart and my soul feel through anything else that was left over from the relationship and to look into the places that my heart and soul wanted to um, recover something or to look at places where maybe I previously blamed him for certain things or look at things that I wanted him to change and what was that about me that I really uh, needed to learn 
So isn't this an amazing thing to be able to care about someone, experience with someone, and for that also to fuel your inner growth and your expansiveness in your own loving? So some of the places where I felt that I wanted Christoph to change certain moments were the moments that I found my own dependencies. It's moments where I unconsciously depended on him for certain things or to act certain ways. And if that didn't happen, then I might be a little bit hurt or upset. And it's totally fine that that happens. It's not a bad thing. It's how we learn. It's showing us a place where perhaps we could, if we wanted to, shift into loving ourselves more powerfully and deeply and therefore having a cleaner connection of pure loving with our partner or person that is in front of us that we want to have relationship with. So where we feel dependent on someone else, for example, if I really wanted him to be there for me and he wasn't in terms of listening to my feelings, I saw in myself where my younger inner child was really wanting someone to take care of her. And even though I'd worked on this for years and years and years, there's still bits and pieces of my younger self that felt dependent on some interactions there. And those were the little windows of opportunity to depend on myself and love myself more. And it's okay to ask for help and ask him to be there for me. It's just that I didn't want it to be a dependency or an attachment to him that I needed him to be this way, but that we could share in something together if I reached out. There was also another part of me that showed up, and this one's kind of complex. This experience that I would have with Christoph wondering, do you really love me? And my conscious mind understood and felt very deeply that he did, and there was evidence for it. He was super sweet. He was thoughtful. There were certain ways that I could see that he was loving me. And then there was something in my, the most tender part of my heart that wondered still, do you really love me? And it was quite a sorting process. Was this my inner child, my younger self, needing to feel love a certain way? Or was this a reality in the relationship? that I'd attracted someone who was not quite loving themselves or not quite open in their heart, in their capacity for feeling and being, living from the heart. Of course, there's nothing wrong with not living from the heart or being wherever you are on your path, wherever he is on his path. But for me, I wanted a fullness of connection of seeing and presence. And what was it in me that I was attracting someone who wasn't there yet? Did I feel this was a possibility for me? Was I worthy of this? And one of the reasons that I was in the relationship with Christoph is that I needed to heal this in myself. I know deep down that he showed me the best loving he absolutely could, and I'm grateful for that. And at the same time, there was this part of me that needed to heal and recognize that 
I am worthy of someone being full in their heart right now. And it's okay that he's not, and I still have love for him. It's just that who I want to be in intimate relationship with is someone who's full in their heart, full in their loving of themselves, and open and fluid in that right now. So this is a very sensitive area, especially since um, it's very personal. But I wanted to share that today because our relationships are extremely vulnerable and personal, and they show us the deepest places, the most tender parts of our soul and heart that want and desire love and that want to belong and that want to feel in this amazing divine connection. I went to a spiritual service, a satsang, in San Diego when I was out there. And Brahman Kiri, this woman, led the service. It was beautiful. And she talked about how when we have a relationship, there is an experience on both sides of a lesson. That both people are part of the lesson, and it's two ends of the same energy. And if there is a wounding or an experience of one person being the perpetrator or a victim, what wants to be learned from underneath that comes from the same place. So if you're blaming your partner or your former partner or a person that you are in relationship with or just ended with, you're on the other side of that lesson. And that's all you have control over or of, empowerment with rather, is your piece of the puzzle, your responsibility in that. And it's not to put blame to anybody, but it's just to, to see that we're all part of what's unfolding and our relationships serve to show us that. So I want to shift gears to talk about grieving and relationships ending and how you are on that journey and what you can do to support yourself in gleaning the wisdom of this relationship that was here to show you something. The first thing to do is open to the idea that this relationship has something to show you if you're not already open to that, but to allow yourself to go there and not put shame on yourself or the other person, not blame yourself or the other person, but to notice the places where you might have and to notice where your heart is drawn about this person or relationship and to give attention to that. Every person's journey with grieving is going to be different and each person has a different place of what's needed here because our soul is on a very unique journey and your relationship is meant to show you something exquisitely unique just to you. So I want to talk about a few places where we might get stuck. Sometimes when a relationship ends, I hear, I have heard myself and I hear other people saying, but this is just how I'm treated all the time. And this is just the way it is. This is just how my life is. And there's this angry, sort of stubborn place of this is how it is for me and this is how reality is. And so how do you shift from that to finding empowerment with it? Because 
that is the feeling that you are a victim to the way the world is. And at the core, I believe that that victim place is a way to show us that actually we are really powerful. And there's a lot of energy locked up in this idea of this is how it is for me. It's because we're so identified with this belief set. And that's not just in our mind, but viscerally, our body feels this so strongly that this is the reality. So one suggestion I have is to flip that around and let this show you just how hard the outer world is confirming your inner beliefs. That the power you have, even if you don't believe what I'm saying, if, even if you believe that the circumstances are stronger than your inner being, which I don't believe, uh, even if you don't, don't believe me, the only power you do have, though, is to heal the beliefs that are here. To forgive yourself. To find a natural healing and releasing and find your way back to self. Self that is in truth that this isn't the only way. This is just one possibility of the way things are for you. And this one possibility is showing you the particular way that your soul wants you to heal. So you can come back to the expansive, all possibility kind of being that you are. To the love. The only power you have is to look at and feel through those belief sets and forgive yourself for those, for having those, so that that can dissolve and the energy and the emotions can move so that your pure, bright, loving energy can thrive again. If we just stay in this sense or idea that this is how the world is for me. Just nobody will love me or nobody will put in the effort to love me. Um, I'm always going to get hurt. There isn't someone out there for me. And this is just the way my life is. I'm going to be alone forever. Then you don't have any power. You are completely trapped. And your world and your reality will show you that even harder. So you begin to see that this is the trap. You are much bigger than this belief set. You, with a capital Y, are much bigger than you, with a lowercase y, the the you that is the small individual self full of karmic distortions and beliefs. But the you with a capital Y, the love, the divine, the energy of all beings, the wholeness, or the God within, that is... The you that wants to come through so that you can be pure and full in your loving. Another way we can get stuck when a relationship is ending or when it's just ended or when we're in grief is that we can feel like this person is the only one for me or that this way of being in this relationship is the only way I'm going to have this. Like, this person is so thoughtful to me and no one's ever going to be as thoughtful as this. Or this person loves music and shows me creativity and inspiration when we play music together and nobody will ever be this way again. I'm never going to have this again. It may be actually very true that nobody will be 
this exact way again, and you might not feel this exact way again. But the fact that you attracted this into your life to begin with, the fact that you could receive the loving that was here or receive the pleasant interactions, that means that you have the power to feel it again and you have in your being the possibility of feeling that again because it's about you, not the other person. You're able to experience it because you're connected and tuned into that way of experiencing in your being. So to reclaim your experience with another person as your experience, not one that is completely intertwined with this person, but the experience you have or had in your body, heart, mind, and soul, that's you. And what we do then is detach the experience from the other person, from the form of which this experience came through for you, which is the other person or people. And when we detach from the form of things, of how we think in our mind that this experience can come through or should come through, then we have the possibility of feeling that state of being regardless of what form it comes in. You open up to all the possibility of feeling this way in any form it comes in. But if you attach to just the form of it, it coming through just this person or in this particular way only, I have to have it like this, then you might miss out if that experience comes to you in another way. That might show up like the person doesn't look the same way or the experience is just a little bit different. And yet, wow, you feel that same way again. Interesting. How can this be? So one of the experientials that I want to offer later this week and as a part of this episode is to detach from the form and detach from the relationship giving you this experience, but using the relationship as a tool to tap in to begin with. A lot of times when it's an intimate relationship or a very close one, we know how to feel a certain way through this person or because of this person or with them. And part of what our soul wants us to learn is that we have that within us, ourselves. And here's this person to show you that you have it in you. And so it is a tool. It is meant to be or can be received in this way. And yet it's meant to add to the fullness of your being, or open you up to the fact that this is already who you are. This is already a possibility in you. So a lot of times I experience that people want to just get past a relationship and move forward, especially if it was a painful one or it ended painfully, or there were pieces about it that were painful. And my experience shows me that it's extremely important to go back and feel the beauty of it. What did keep you in it? What was wonderful about it? Because that's part of the light and the love that your soul, that you deeply want to experience and receive and know that you can experience again or in a different way. And also the painful parts are showing you the dark, the dark of what you fear or where you've collapsed in or closed down 
about yourself or about the world. Where there's loving that wants to shine through, but it's not yet opened up. And so these painful parts and the beautiful parts need digestion. And if we want to blow past and say, you know, I'm done with this relationship and it's over and I just need to move forward and I can't grieve anymore, the problem is our emotions, our heart, our soul still wants to get all the wisdom so it won't let you move forward until it's done. Thank goodness for that. And also sometimes it's very challenging. And if painful things happen, sometimes we want to dismiss that there were beautiful, inspiring, or lovely aspects. And we don't want to, sometimes we want to deny ourselves from feeling that because it can serve to um, strengthen yourself around the pain, meaning that if you felt pain in this relationship, you have a right to feel the pain. You have a right to feel perhaps angry or hurt or upset with this person or upset about the situation. And if we let ourselves feel the good, we have this idea that our hurt will be dismissed. But we can find a place for both. And that's really important that we do. Another place that we can get stuck in our grieving or moving forward from a relationship or ending a relationship is that our soul and mind have seemingly two different agendas. And when they intertwine, we can get lost in one or the other or confused about it. And then we don't know what to do and how to integrate what we experience or experienced. So here's an example. Someone recently shared with me that they followed their intuition about seeing somebody, about experiencing a relationship with somebody. And this connected with their dreams, it connected with their feeling and uh, what their gut told them. And as they experienced this relationship, there was an amount of effortlessness and natural connection and engagement by both people, this person and the other person. And it was wonderful for a short time. And then suddenly something happened and it faded out. And it wasn't a really good ending. There was just no connection about it. It just trailed off. And this person was left wondering what happened and in a lot of pain and disappointment. And the result of that led them to think that I shouldn't trust myself. I shouldn't trust my intuition and I can't trust my intuition because I got hurt. So I'm here to tell you that the soul and your intuition and your gut does not guarantee that you won't be hurt. It does not guarantee that you won't feel hurt, rather. Because hurt is an essential part of our growth. And where the hurt is shows us where our heart wants to be loved more. And where there's already hurt inside of us that wants to be loved and healed and dissolved back into 
nothingness dissolve back into the loving. So my message for this person was, you absolutely followed your soul and your intuition, and it was right. Because it led you to feeling this beautiful effortlessness in a relationship that was new, so this light, this beauty, this love, a new possibility, a taste of that. And it also led them to experience where their deepest wound is about themselves in the world. Because the beliefs that came out of that were, nobody will ever put in effort for me. I will never experience love where somebody cares enough to put effort in. I'm unworthy of that. It showed this person the most core experience of this life that's related to their younger being, their younger self, and how they experience one of their parents not showing effort. And so this is the template of which the adult experience is set through. And it seems as though that's the reality because everything comes that way then. But it's not the reality. It's just the lived experience coming from these belief sets where the outer experience reflected that in a deep, deep, powerful way. So back to the idea that the soul and the mind have different agendas in a way or different ways of seeing the world is that with this person, their soul wanted them to learn these two lessons, that you can experience this beautiful effortless kind of love and we want you to heal this unworthiness and the mind can swoop in and say nope it just means you can't trust your intuition you got hurt we don't want to get hurt again this was the wrong thing to do because our mind just wants to control the things that are painful or scary or the basic self wants to control that and doesn't want us to have heartache wants things to feel good. And when I say mind, I do mean this sort of generalized idea of the mind where our thoughts are. Because in Ayurveda, the mind also encompasses the emotions. And in the way I'm talking about the mind, I'm not exactly talking about that this time around. I'm talking about that basic self that has these thoughts of wanting to stay safe and has decided what we want in our lives. This mental construct of thoughts that have attached to a certain outcome and a certain form of the way things, uh, the way we want things to be. And so when we see that we've been led to heartache to show us where there's more loving to be had, our mind can say, wait, no, that was wrong, and we shouldn't do that again. The mind tries to rationalize it and make sense of it and figure out where we've gone wrong, while the soul is saying, yes, we went through this experience. Please now move through the pain of it or the emotions of whatever is here so that we can be more whole, we can we can find our wholeness again so we can learn this lesson of loving, loving ourselves. And then the mind comes back in and is like, no, 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 this is too painful. 
So while it seems like the soul and the mind are on two tracks, and in some ways they are, they're completely connected and serve each other. Because if the mind is integrated with the soul's journey, then it's totally right on track with it. But often, our mind serves to show us where those pockets of fear and wounding live. Deep, deep, deep down underneath those thoughts that you're not enough or that you're unworthy of a certain relationship or whatever it is you feel unworthy of, underneath that is where the soul is. And the mind connects to it, an expression of those places of fear that our soul wants us to move through and attend to so that we can be in our wholeness naturally, so we can be in our loving naturally. And part of that loving is loving all the emotions that come up around it. So when we have a heartache or experience that shows us some pain, this is where the healing opportunity is. The beliefs and paradigm underneath that pain is usually not one of the truth and is one full of assumptions and meanings that were created from a different time. And often that time is when we were children, when we came into this world so open-hearted and so tender and so loving and fully expressive, so much of soul, but that the world around us maybe didn't support it in the right way or where we felt it was painful and didn't have the holding around it and we would close down and protect ourselves. And that's the way we close down and protect ourselves through our adult lives and where our soul wants us to recover that youthful and full expression of all the ways we can feel in this life. The agenda of the mind and the ego also can try to make things permanent and make them last. And so we think, oh, this didn't work. This relationship didn't work. While the soul is saying, I think this relationship did quite fine to show us where we can love ourselves more. <laughs> so this is entirely your choice. Do you want to see your, your life and choose and surrender to the soul in this way? Or do you want to choose a different kind of making it work or safety or stability in the earthly life? There's nothing wrong with either one. Just is a question of what makes you feel alive in yourself and what is right for you. And if you do choose the surrender to the soul and the soul's journey of love, then we can get out of the way a little bit if we detach from this sort of end game or making something work so that it's permanent and move into, shift into the flow of the way the, the universe and our being works. There's a flow to which we're meant to learn from this and then that and then this ends and something new begins. And this is where we can release our attachment to form that we can experience without the concrete form being exactly the way our mind thinks it should be. But we open ourselves and surrender ourselves to a fuller, greater experience that comes in many forms. So with that, I want to mention one last piece about grieving or relationships ending is to find the life that is here. Endings are a death. 
endings are the energy of things going away, letting go, releasing, changing, shifting, dying, decaying, cut off. And where is the life? Where is growth? Where is inspiration? The inhalation, the in-breath. Where is loving? Where is connection? Where is something beginning? And when we are grieving, we can often lose ourselves in the grief if we really go into it or we fear losing ourselves and drowning in it. And finding the playfulness or the creative moment or the thing that sparks your enjoyment and feels life-giving and having that as an important part of your grieving process to give your body the feeling of safety, to remind yourself that there is something growthful about this or to remind yourself of the things you love and feel inspired by. All this is extremely important while you're grieving or while something's ending. Find the playfulness. Find the laughter. Have a a silly time with someone that you care about. Connect by sharing some of the feelings that are hard and then shift to something else and find connection in another way. I know that I can just get into the seriousness of grieving in the past and it's not that fun. And this this is meant to also be supportive and moving through what's real, but you can have fun too. Playfulness is extremely healing. Laughter is extremely healing. Bring in the music. Bring in the dance. Move your body. Whatever your being feels called to do to feel pleasure. There's another podcast that I did about the past being over and ending relationships or letting relationships truly die. You can check out that podcast at candicewu.com slash past is over. And there are healing experientials that go with that. So feel free to check that out too if you're interested. And be sure to check out the experiences that are coming up later this week and connected with this podcast. You can find the full podcast at candicewu.com slash relationships ending. And there you'll see all the experientials, or if you're subscribed to the podcast, they'll pop up on your feed. So we'll tune into honoring the beauty in a past relationship or one that you're ending. We will tune into honoring pain or the wounds and completing what might be emerging around those or what wants to be healed. We will explore self-forgiveness and speak to words of forgiving yourself around belief sets that come up around a relationship or what this relationship is showing you. And we'll do something about playfulness and an inquiry about where you can tune into playfulness, life, and loving through the hard times. I want to just end with tenderness, to have softness around your grief or ending and honor what is there. And this is the most important thing is the loving, the loving yourself through whatever it is you're experiencing. Maybe it's not grief. Maybe it's another emotion. Maybe it's anger, frustration, or 
hurt or loss, whatever is there, is to find the tenderness and the patience for yourself and the time to let things move through. I don't believe that time heals. Time just going on on its own without playfulness and support and looking at the painful parts and the wounds. I believe that it does take an openness to all of those feelings that are coming up for the healing to happen. And so if you've given things time and and that hasn't worked, that might be why. And just forgive yourself and come to a different tool. Try out something that I'm offering later this week or if anything resonated with you in this podcast, I encourage you to sit with that and allow that to come into your life, into your heart. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know someone who's going through a hard time with grieving, loss, or relationships ending, I'd love for you to share this podcast with them if you feel it will be supportive for them. And also, I encourage you, if you're going through something or a friend is going through something, to uh, reach out for support to whoever is there for you. And if you're needing someone or if you feel that you resonate with what I'm saying, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to give referrals for healers, therapists, coaches, massage therapists, acupuncturists, all sorts of alternative healing practitioners. And if something calls you to work with me, I would love to talk with you and uh, explore that and see if it's a right fit. When it is, just very, very deep, powerful things can happen. So if you'd like to connect with me, feel free to find me on my website, candicewu.com slash connect. And if you're interested in connecting into my newsletters, where you receive updates from me, self-love notes, as well as workshops and retreats that are coming up, you can sign up at candicewu.com slash embody. Music has always been healing to me when relationships are ending or when I'm feeling pain or working through stuff. So I want to leave you with just some lovely, sweet music to enjoy as we close today. Thanks so much and see you next time on the Embody Podcast. Podcast.